You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to the Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. That's Dewey Burt. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, JohnnyT-Shirt.com. won a basketball game 75 59 at times ugly at times look like Carolina again um overall thoughts before we dig into it I thought you saw the benefits of a week of practice I really did there was definitely a more concerted effort to run we got in transition a lot better even on some makes the inbound to RJ he was pushing the pace a lot more off of made baskets which is something that coach Williams used to emphasize quite a bit so, number one, we, we emphasized pace. I thought we played faster, which was good. We obviously emphasized getting the ball into Armando, uh, which helped our offense be in much better rhythm. It allowed us to get some catch-and-shoot threes, which we haven't had much of. Every three, it feels like it's been off the bounce and contested. Uh, and then I thought Armando played much better and finished around the rim much better, which helps. Uh, you know, he, he no doubt got some benefit from the time off. Uh, so for me, that like you said, it was ugly at times, but Georgia Tech kind of plays ugly a little bit. Passner likes to junk it up. So I thought, look, I, I was happy with how we played. Uh, we guarded well at times. Um, but again, got in transition, got easy buckets, uh, easy looks for Armando, and he finished, which allowed our offense to have rhythm. Yeah, I saw right out of the gate, and Carolina missed him on the first couple possessions. He was posted low or had rolled to the basket and had some open looks. We've talked about it a lot. Here's what I like seeing. Armando Baycott, 16 shot attempts, and that's the leader on the team. That's the way it should be. Love and Davis with 12 and 13, respectively. Um, The announcers tried to say or or were sort of talking about Baycott being injured sort of affected him. I think physically – he looks as good as he's looked. He looks slimmer. He looks more fit. Maybe he's got some uh, wind issues going on or whatever. What do you think about his play? And, and if you hurt your shoulder, especially your shooting shoulder, that affects your game. But I thought he looked pretty good. He still needs to finish, or, you know, all of those or most of those. But where are you with his play? 21 and 13 tonight, not much to complain about. No, sure. It's the best he's looked against high-level competition, right? Against ACC competition, it's the best he's looked. Um, he, he looked a step slow to me in the Indiana game. He was banged up. Uh, when you got something going lower extremity because he had an ankle tweak and then he got a shoulder, it, it's hard when everything hurts. Uh, so perhaps it was the right decision for him not to play against Virginia Tech. We'll never know. But undoubtedly, he got a lot of time off, and he was probably in the pool and on the bike and getting conditioning but not having to, to tax his, his legs too much from a pounding perspective. So I thought he looked good. He looked explosive. He finished above the rim a couple times, which we haven't seen a ton of. Uh, we got him the ball in places to be successful, a couple pick and rolls where we – we, we dropped it to him. He could just go up and finish. Uh, but he also made the shots. I mean, it's so simple to say uh, when you make the shots, everything looks better. But Armando has been missing around the rim uh, more than we're typically used to. And so I thought he finished well, got to the line, 
He always rebounds well, but uh, I thought he looked good. I agree. He moved well. His energy was good. Um, we'll get into it, obviously. But uh, RJ really controlled a lot of that game today and was terrific. Yeah, I, I think I really like Seth Trimble and RJ Davis being on the floor together. Um, you know, they're they're smallish and they struggle. They're going to struggle against bigger guards. But speak to RJ's ability to sort of take care of the basketball, make some plays. Eight for thirteen. 22 points, 10 rebounds, uh, you'll take that all day. Uh, four turnovers, probably a couple too many, but um, he's the key. He was the key last year, I, I thought, and this year he needs to be the same way. Just sort of your full expert take on RJ's progression here. He and Caleb both are too careless with the basketball still, especially for juniors. I mean, they, there's really no excuse for some of the turnovers that they had, uh, especially in the first half, but – uh we've said it for two years now as rj goes we go and again like i said at the top with his commitment to pace to pushing uh in transition or even in secondary break like situations he was putting pressure on georgia tech throughout that game uh with his pace and i thought you saw it bear itself out in the shot quality that we got uh he obviously when he's open you feel really good about his ability to make shots he loves to shoot that 15, 18 foot pull up on the break, which he made at least one, if not two of those. Uh, maybe the prettiest play of the night was when he got out in transition without the ball and ran and Trimble gave him that beautiful bounce pass for the layup. Um, but he was the catalyst for us getting many, many more open and good in rhythm looks than we've been getting the past several games. Yeah, you're right about the carelessness. I mean, North Carolina only had 11 turnovers, but it felt like five of those were just what are you doing turnovers yeah. and that's the kind of stuff they that's the kind of stuff they got to get rid of um, Georgia Tech's not one of the better teams in the conference Carolina hadn't been either thus far this year at least production on the court what else I'm looking at the box score you know I talked about the shots that Baycott got he got 16 made eight of them Pete Nance three for four only and six rebounds <laughs> Pete's up and down I think he can be really good, um, and he's shown he, he put up 28, so you got to be able to score the basketball. Where is there a disconnect, or you think it's just going to be a game-by-game -game thing with Nance deciding, I need to step up, I need to be productive here on the offensive end, or, or how does that flow? It seems disjointed to me. It worked tonight, but it seems disjointed overall. You know, look, we got better play, uh, just generally speaking, out of Armando, RJ, and Caleb, uh, certainly Ar Armando and RJ, and so – we didn't need as much scoring from Pete and, and we didn't go to him quite as much. Uh, you know, if other guys are in rhythm or feeling good, we, we, we clearly had a concerted effort to get the ball to Armando. Uh, that, that comes out of practice, comes out of coaching. They watch film. They say, look, we, we, we've got to get back to giving the ball to our all American. And they did that. And so somebody's going to lose touches. Uh, so look, we're, we're, we're still only 10 games in, right? I mean, we we're, we're going to know a lot better in a month or five, six weeks what the ultimate product on the floor is going to be. Uh, I think Pete is going to continue to have nights where we need him to give us 15, 18, 20. Uh, but tonight just wasn't that night. I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a sign that we aren't calling stuff for him or it's just a lot of the times the way we play, we whatever comes in the rhythm of the offense, that's the shot that you get. The problem has been because we've been shooting such a low percentage and Armando has not been finishing inside, they've choked off everything on the perimeter and you're left with RJ and Caleb taking a contested step back three 
way too often. The ball moved better. We got out in transition. We pushed the pace and our big man finished at the rim. That opens up everything. So the, I get that Georgia Tech's not a great team, but they have athletes. They have some size. Uh, it was much more about how we played. And I just think, you know, Nance didn't get as many touches tonight, but I think he will. Obviously, this time of year um, is difficult. And this is something that Joey Powell and Rel McMillan and Sean Moran talked about on the Coast to Coast last week. And we talked about it a little today on Inside Carolina Live this morning. But this time of year, with exams, with a little bit of a break, it's not the break that they used to have, at least from games. How important is playing your games in November and then get to exam time and then having that week of practice? Um, obviously, Hubert's different from Roy, but you were there, and it's college basketball in general. This time of year is really where you get better and you can sort of self-scout what you've seen so far. What did you see that North Carolina, aside from what we've talked about, I thought ball movement was much better. I thought engagement for the most part was much better. But how important are these December weeks to get into that flow going into ACC play? Well, really, really critical every year and then supremely critical when you're coming off four straight losses and been flying all over the country. I mean, these guys undoubtedly were a little bit road weary. Uh, you feel really good on the road when you win. When you lose on the road and then you got to get on the plane and you got to get home at 430, that takes a toll. It's just mentally more taxing. And so I think they just probably got back to the basics this week. A lot of fundamentals on the defensive end, a lot of defensive stations. And then offensively, let's get back to who we are. Forget about who the coach is. Let's get back to Carolina. We run and we get the ball inside first. And you saw that. And, and again, when Armando is getting touches and finishing around the rim, he attracts eyes and attention. When he's attracting eyes and attention, it's easier to move the ball, screen amongst yourselves. One thing I saw a lot that Hubert put in that was different, he was using Caleb as a screener quite a bit. And then he would almost pick and pop like you see NBA bigs do. Uh, so he was screening for Armando and or for RJ. And then they were kind of doing a rub screen at the top of the key for him. And I know he didn't make those shots, but that was a little bit of a different wrinkle that we haven't seen. So look, they had time to watch film. They had time to try and maybe put some new stuff in. Uh, but you get back to your fundamentals when you get a chance to practice. They're still only 19 years old. There's, you know, they, they, we forget stuff at that age. Uh, and I mean, they're boys too, right? I have girls that they're, they're male. And they're 19, right? Our brain is not fully developed yet at that point. They still forget a lot of stuff. So you got to go back to the fundamentals. You still got to drill that stuff. Even though we have upperclassmen, that stuff is still important. Yeah, and, and looking around the country, I mean, Carolina dropped a couple that they shouldn't have. One that they should have gotten is probably Alabama. Alabama beat Houston today on their home court. That's what I'm talking about. So many games going on. You had the World Cup. You've got Alabama-Houston. I know you were paying attention to Sensei and Xavier. I mean, just a ton of games here. Just looking forward, Carolina's got Ohio State, Michigan um, coming up and then a Christmas break. Um, your overall, I don't want to say grade. Well, let's do it that way. Aside from the win and loss, wins and losses, mm -hmm. which are obvious, six and four at this point, 10 games in. How do you feel about what you've seen so far this year? That can be corrected um, or maybe that concern you. Yeah, well, look, we've underachieved. We should be eight and two at a minimum. I don't think we were going to win at Indiana. Uh, just I think the way that that team was playing that night in that building, probably not going to win that game. Uh, should have beat Iowa State. Obviously, if you beat Iowa State, you're not playing Alabama, but you can say you should have beat Alabama too, in my view. Um, 
So, and, and Virginia Tech, without Armando, tough win to get. Uh, and they made a great comeback and, and, and almost got it done. But we've underachieved. There's no question with the talent and the, the experience that we have. We should not be six and four at this time. Uh, but it also, it, it matters not what you do in November and December, truthfully. And we learned that no better than last year. And so, as I said to you at this time last year, at Christmas time last year, I said, let's see who we are in mid-February. And I stick by that because I think we've got a chance to right the ship if we can do more of what we saw today, which is run our offense through Armando, get better shot quality, and then be engaged on the defensive end. It's not that hard. There's no secret here that they are trying to go find. Uh, they have a target on their back. They got punched in the mouth several times. And we're going to find out how tough they are because every game is going to be a challenge. Because while all the other kids in college were done last year and sitting at home, we were still playing and all those kids were watching us. And they remember, right? They want to be able to go out and say, remember those kids who beat Duke in the Final Four and almost won a national championship? We beat them. We beat them on, on our home floor and we remember that forever. Almost every win against Carolina our opponent remembers it forever. And so that's that's the burden. So let's find out how tough they are. But I, I think we're going to be fine. We'll find some rhythm, play through our mondo, share the ball a little bit better, get good shot quality, and you got to guard. Yep. Citadel on Tuesday night, Ohio State, a week from today, Michigan, and then a Christmas break, and then at Pittsburgh before the first of the year. Dewey, um, we'll talk before. Uh, Christmas and you know, all talking about this stuff, but I wanted to say, I'm glad you're home. I'm glad everybody's safe. I'm glad his daughter healed up and all that good stuff. I know it's been a, a hell of a trip for you, um, but you're always the man to come on these podcasts. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was a good win for us. Step in the right direction. They can build on it. There's no reason they can't win these last three games before Christmas and have a much better feeling coming out of Christmas than they had coming out of Thanksgiving. Absolutely. A lot of basketball to be played. Carolina 6-4 and four with the 75-59 win over Georgia Tech in the Smith Center. That's Dewey Burke. I'm Tommy Ashley. It's been the post-game podcast sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Keeping them short so folks can get back to doing what you do. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dewey. Thanks, Steve. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.